Did you know I'm gonna come with it? Come with the ten minutes. I want you staring to these pretty brown eyes. <laughs> hey guys, this is Tiffany J coming to you live. Ten minutes with yours truly. I hope you like the show. Check it out. Okay, we're going back in time. December 25th, 2011. This is a dream about the end of the world or the beginning of a new one. And in my notes, I have that if you've ever seen Phineas and Ferb, the cartoon, (laughs) there was a movie and they had like these bots coming in from a different dimension. So when I mentioned that, that's what I referred to. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just imagine. Okay, so Christmas Day, I wake up from this. The true believers stood on a beach on the edge of a summer breeze of an old church structure as they watched the the demise of their freedom in this world. We were told to stand still or we die, but that was just to prevent us from doing anything to stop the matter. As we stood, waves hit the large columns of the structure. Some people slipped and fell to their deaths. Somewhat an easy out, but it was too early to escape it all without a fight. After all, the bots had entered the atmosphere. We were directed to return to our homes, retrieve everything in our possession that we could, and bring them back to Temple Rock. A limit of two safe trips were allowed, depending on how far one stay away from the beach. The only form of transportation for this was to walk. Everyone had to be hasty. Now, consider other people in the world were oblivious to the intergalactical change that had occurred. Life was normal for some. People just conformed to the new world order. Some people who had been warmed but were still on the fence had their eyes open and they too did see the change in the atmosphere. It was a gift from God as he poured out his spirit onto them. Two, for after the true believers would be caught up in the rapture, it would be up to those left behind to fight to lose their lives in order to gain it again in eternity. As I traveled back to my apartment, I noticed the shift everywhere in nature. I was running through a garden in a park on the back side of the buildings that led to a main street in the city. Wasps during this time of year should have been gone, but had sprung up in an array in the garden. Another fear tactic of the enemy that tried to deter me from deter me one last time. I was determined to make it home and back to Temple Rock. I didn't know how, but I had to before sundown. My dog Coco was also there. The whole time as I run home, I'm thinking, should I bring her too? Anyone and anything that was left outside of the believer's possession was liable to be captured and overturned and or killed. As I darted and dashed through the back ways, the paths, I saw an abandoned area that had flooded due to the city's rezoning and decision to no longer care for certain areas that weren't producing enough revenue. I thought of an old friend who at one point in time, she had obtained success and it was at her fingertips, but she got caught up with the wrong people and then our friendship diminished. She got into some drug activity, hallucinated and literally got herself stuck in a hole in the ground. She was never able to get out of that hole. And as I ran, I thought about how she's still there now under the puddle as I passed. I thought to myself, this stuff is so real. I make it to my apartment unnoticed, grab a a few huge bags 
and my laptop. I sit and I try to shuffle through my clothes to get some major things, but not too much for we were on the brink of winter sooner or later. Coco had just come to lick my face. <laughs> I taught her how to keep from barking to minimize to a minimum for such a time as this. That's when it hit me. Okay, I'll take her too. Somehow, in addition, as I took my laptop, I saw my CDs, my music, my life, everything that I had worked for. Another fear tactic in the mind. Would I be willing to leave all of this behind? Sadly, but bravely, yes. As I gathered about 50, 50 pounds of material, Coco and I were headed back to Temple Rock. In this particular dream, this one didn't have so much more of a major plot, but I think it was more so a lot of symbolism. It was the end of the world as like December 25th, which we're getting close to the new year. I believe that I basically just had a few things to think about around this time, 2011. We're talking about fear tactics. We're talking about leaving things behind. What's more important? And... um Truly trusting what you see versus, you know, not. You have a situation where there's a lot of people that are conformed to the new world, whatever's going on. They have no idea that you have an opportunity to basically stay or you can you can leave. And then if you do decide to leave, when we go to the end of this dream, there's a decision that I have to make as far as leaving my old life behind and what's more important. Um, my notoriety as far as with my music and who I am as an individual in this world or to leave it knowing that I'm going to gain something much better so that was something to think about there was the situation where uh, my friend who she had gained a lot of success in this world and she literally it was kind of like a literal a literal and a figurative like we know figuratively she got caught up with the wrong people and she you know kind of didn't make it but in my dream it manifested itself literally how she got stuck into this hole in the ground and then because the city rezoned and didn't take care of that section she was literally down there in that hole and can you imagine walking through a garden kind of like in a back way of an apartment complex area and you're looking down at this flooded area knowing that there used to be kind of a few things down there and you know that your friend is down there kind of like floating or whatever so that's kind of what it looked like and then you know just running back into my apartment trying to not be seen or heard or make a commotion as far as me moving because then that would bring attention towards me as far as like well what is she doing where is she going where are you headed so yeah um with these dreams I believe I want to, like, when I wake up, I immediately start to write them down. Sometimes they may take me 30 minutes. They may take me an hour or an hour and a half. I know the longest dream that I've had, it was about a good four or five pages, kind of like writing down on Google, just writing everything out or typing rather. And what I want to do is I'll let you guys take a listen to them and I'll post them here. I also want to keep some for myself. I also want to put them in a book. But I'm wondering if I should go back into these stories and then expand them. And I had recently, last night I had watched, what was it, the movies that made us and the guy, I believe it's either the guy that made Home Alone, I think it's the guy that made Home Alone. He was, because um, I was watching that, I was watching the people who did Dirty Dancing, these two women, and how, I'm just fascinated about how movies, they really... They all start from a script. 
And that is the anchor or the guide from where, which and where this comes from. And then you find a producer, then you find a director. And then from there, they find a studio where they're going to basically, you know, who's going to front the money to put this, this movie up. And then you get your casting director and all these other things come, which is just, it's just so amazing. And so I want to be a part of that process. I don't know at what point in my life I'll be able to be a part of that process, but I believe it starts now. And so this, the, the one guy they were talking about, he was like, he just kind of like, he puts out scripts like, like crazy. Like he'll start like on Friday and then Sunday, like he'll have a script done, which is insane, you know? So I'm like, okay, okay. It's possible, but that means you're just going to have to really kind of like block everything, block everything out and be focused. And I get it. I understand how when people write books and they live like in their parents' basement and stuff like that, and that's what they do. They sit, you know, they may have their coffee or whatever in the morning and they just sit and they write and then you allow your mind to unfold and unravel and boom, here it is. And so I have something here because I have several dreams that I've had and I'm like, okay, if my mind can do this on not less, not necessarily like an autopilot, but if in the subconscious it can do this, I'm sure consciously I can even think of way more, you know? So this is why I do this, um, just to spark you guys' imagination, to spark my imagination, and just wondering where where I could possibly go, trying to get rid of the fear of being vulnerable and expressing my art in such formats, and going from there, you know? So you can simultaneously go to my podcast, which will be much more readily available. Um, and then also you can view them or read them on my blog. Now, some of these dreams I am making for a prescription only, but the podcast you can just listen to and listen to whenever. All right. So I hope you like and you can leave any comment or you can DM me and let me know what you think. But yeah, those are my thoughts as far as. Um, why I want to be a writer in addition to my music and my artwork. All right, you guys take care. That was another edition of 10 Minutes with Tiffany J. I hope you all enjoyed yourselves because I know I did. You can find more episodes on my website, www.tjayetaylor.com and go to podcasts, but don't stop there. Hop on over to the music tab and rock out to your favorite Tiffany J record, starting with my latest single, Work For It, available for streaming and downloads on all major platforms with a bomb video showcase on YouTube featuring the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina.